and day number two, I was done. Yeah. And I'm still struggling. Like my chest feels like real heavy and, and I feel bad. So my two best friends had to spend the day in New York city together without me celebrating my birthday. And then they had to quarantine, which is so like, 2021 right. um, <laughs> from me, but they didn't get sick. Thank God. Cause this was really contagious. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was pretty brutal. So well, misery. Well, we just, we just went live mid that story, Stacy. And I, 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 I'm sure that uh, the, as the audience is showing up, there's an outpouring of support and, and, uh, and glad that you're, that you're uh, uh, feeling better and you're, and you, you look great. You don't look like you feel Thanks. bad at all. It's makeup. It's makeup. <laughs> I could use something to take this shine off of my face. <laughs> we like say. your glow. <laughs> I'm glowing. I'm in a hotel. Uh, it, it, Marriott Wi-Fi is spotty. Uh, so I am keeping Seth. Uh, Seth Farger, go ahead and say hello this morning to Seth. Seth, how are you, my friend? I'm doing very well. Thank you. It's a brisk 31 degrees here in North Carolina, but it's mm -hmm. sunny. So I'm happy. It's like 60 down here in Houston, uh, where I am at the moment. So uh, it was wonderful. Walked outside. My, my wife texted me. She's like, it snowed yesterday. And I was like, yeah, I, I went for a jog in my shorts. I don't know. Um, uh, so, um, uh, Seth, uh, just take a, a quick moment to introduce yourself. You are a guest host with us today. Uh, and I'd love to uh, to have you, uh, you know, take 30 seconds to tell the audience who you are. Give, give them a little context. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I do. My name is Seth Farger. I live just north of Charlotte, North Carolina, and I specialize in marketing for the construction industry, uh, emphasis on imagery. So my company is called Construction Video Pros, and we focus on photo, video, and web design to help really bolster the image, build uh, authority for companies uh, in the construction space, and work with a, a lot of different industries within that, site work, paving, roadways, uh, concrete, uh, you name it. I'm working on a, a lumber mill right now, which is fun, hardwoods, and really just helping people uh, elevate their imagery and their content game to make sure that under no circumstances does someone ever search for you online and get the wrong impression about you because they found a website that's a decade old or something to that that nature. Thanks. Awesome. Thank here. you. Good rundown. Yeah, we're glad to have you. And 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 I particularly am glad to have you today. So you, some people might be watching and say, wait a minute, co-host? I thought Stacy was the co-host. Well, normally <laughs> Stacy is the co-host. Uh, but in in preparation for this um, you know, show with Stacy and I were talking about, we really wanted to get a show out there about marketing. I couldn't help but just say, I, I can't think of anybody I'd rather have talk about marketing in the building industry than you. Uh, <laughs> and so um Stacy is uh, our guest. Today and so Stacy pulled uh, her friend and and roundabout Stacy didn't know Seth that you and I knew one another which was kind of cool, uh, but uh, pulled in a friend of ours uh, to be a co-host and Seth you may have bit off way more than you can chew because <laughs> I might drop out with my Wi-Fi today and you might be the host uh, <laughs> so we have no idea how this is gonna go. I'm okay with that. I guess be thrown to the wolves. Yeah, this will be uh, this is one way to do it. Yeah, this is one way to do it. All right, cool. So um, uh, just a reminder to our audience uh, before we get rolling that uh, we take questions throughout. We get to them at the end. Uh, so we're not going to be responding to comments midstream. Uh, you know, we, we all need to focus, you know, on, on being in the show. But I please don't let that keep you from sending your questions and comments throughout creating a conversation amongst you. 
uh, I think that's fantastic uh, and something that, you know, I, I want to make sure we're doing here on LinkedIn Live. So today's guest, that's right, guest, is Stacy Holzinger. Stacy with uh, Steel Toe Communications. Uh, Stacy and I are uh, obviously close. And when she's not working on the morning huddle, uh, she <laughs> is working on her business, which is Steel Toe Communications. Stacy, take just a couple of minutes and tell us about uh, Steel Toe Communications. Give us some context for the conversation we're having today. Sure. So I work with uh, small and mid-sized contractors to help them compete with the larger, you know, contractors. Um, I work with email, video. Um, you know, I'll I'll do basically any content. So if we're talking about job descriptions, stories, uh, script for your video, um, social media. Anything like that, um, marketing-wise, to help your company stand out, um, to help with the workforce recruiting issue that we have going on, um, that kind of thing. So, 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 uh, do you help with with the whole content strategy, uh, or or are you just kind of an extra set of hands for getting things? Okay, you do. Yes, uh, marketing strategy is really important. You know, you want to start with a budget and determine, you know. If you're a local, con I usually work with like a local contractor, um, determine what kind of marketing initiatives you can participate in um, locally and really determine there's so many things you can do with marketing. Right. So we want to really determine, you know, where we want to spend our time and our our space um, based on your budget. And that goes out through a yearly marketing strategy that you can measure your goals and then after you measure them the next year, you know, we tweak it um, depending on, you know, what ROI, ROI we hit and things like that. So uh, great. That gives us, I, I think, good context for what you're doing and that small to mid-sized co contractor range. Um, um, so before we get started into the, yeah, I guess, the meat of, of our uh, questions today, uh, I kind of want to address a little bit of an elephant in the room, which is uh, I see a huge lack of focus on marketing or interest in marketing from the commercial building industry in general. Um, and I know this is something you and I have talked about, uh, you, you know, in the past. It's one thing in the in the residential building industry. They, they get it. They understand that, like. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have to create leads. I need to do right, and they may even do some more traditional marketing, uh, you know, advertising buys, radio, and and things along those lines to get people, you know, to visit them and 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 schedule an appointment, if you will, make that phone call. But in the in the B two B you know, the commercial building industry, which is the community that I serve, the community that you serve, mm -hmm. um, that that market doesn't respond as well to to the need for marketing and you're really close to this what percentage of commercial building contractors do you even see embrace you know getting the concept of marketing and embracing right. the need for marketing in their business so it's it's pretty low but i will say over the last 10 years i've seen significant improvements with um, commercial contractors getting on board with marketing knowing that there is value in it. So I've seen um, a need for hiring, you know, marketing coordinators or outsourcing. But with that, there also comes some problems because 
there has been so many years where they haven't been educate, educated on marketing or the value that it could provide their company. Um, so we run into a couple of problems. So one of the problems is they don't know the they'll go with a marketing company that has no experience in commercial construction whatsoever. And that's a huge problem because these marketing companies that don't know commercial construction pick imagery and video that could have safety issues um, mm -hmm. that could really damage your reputation. They're not filtering all of these images and the content through your safety director. They don't think of that kind of thing. They use iStock images um, I had a client that, um, you know, hired an, a marketing agency that was not <clears throat> experienced at all in the construction industry, and they literally just took iStock images um, from a country in Asia, and all of those people did not represent their, you know, workforce in the United States, which is hysterical. Um, but it's just things like that, that if you're not in the industry, you're not thinking about the safety gear, like all that kind of stuff. So you have to be really, really careful when you're choosing a marketing agency. I would definitely ask, like, have you worked in commercial construction or even residential? Get those examples. If not, you probably the best second scenario would be to hire someone in-house um, and train them. Either if you want to start entry level, just make sure that you invest in their education. You're getting them out to events. You're getting um, them to conferences. You're um, including them in your strategic planning so they really understand the construction industry. Because having a marketing degree is really important, but they need to understand the construction industry. It has to be equally met. Um, or you just hire someone with 15 years of experience or so that has, um, you know, you don't have to run into all those problems because they have already learned all those lessons. Um, so, so that's where you get that value. So fundamentally, uh, you know, there's uh, the a resistance to invest that uh, you're saying you act, you've actually seen some improvements, and that's that that's mm -hmm. um, that's good to hear. Um, any sense? for why they've, you know, the, the commercial building industry is starting to come around to the importance of, of you know, uh, investing in marketing? I think it's a generational thing. Uh, the more that I talk to, so this is just a theory I have, um, but talking to a lot of my clients and a lot, a lot of the younger generations that grow up on like social media, social media and everything, um, they come to me because they're like, can you please convince my dad who owns the company or, you know, my uncle or whoever that we have to get on social media that they are, they don't see the value and they grew up on it. So what I'm thinking is the next five, well, I already see this with some of my competitors and everything. So within the next like five to seven years, these kids now are now going to take over the company and they want their, you know, company to be <clears throat> visual on social media. I mean, and, and it's easy for them. They know how to do video. They know how to, you know, take pictures, They all that. So they find that really, really important. So if their parents didn't, they're going to. So there, it's just going to be more and more flooded. Um, social media is not going anywhere. LinkedIn's been around for 20 years. 
So you yeah. have to be part of the conversation. The conversation's not just at networking events anymore. It's very much a, a digital landscape now. And you have to be part of, you know, that real estate. I, I could not agree with you more. Um, uh, but, you know, I think there, <laughs> Seth, it, the, th the three of us were having the conversation before we got rolling uh, amidst, you know, my panic about making sure that I could get a connection. Uh, but we were having a conversation, um, uh, you know, where, where you know, these commercial contractors tend to put marketing and business development and just all like things into one bucket. And they either buy into that concept or they don't. In other words, right, they they're they are um, they're either like, look, I'm just low bid. Everybody in the town in, in town knows me. They send me stuff. If I can get low, I win the work. If I can't get low, I don't win the work. It's it's. Uh, you know, silly for me to to spend money on marketing, or they are coming from a, a you know they get it uh, mindset where they're like, look, you know, uh, the the not everybody that I'm doing business is is going to be the same people. There are new young people entering the industry that don't know me. I do need to make sure that um, my brand is in front of those folks. There are out of town general contractors that do Google and are going to search. Uh, you know, you know, best, uh, you know, electrical contractors in Houston, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I need to be able to show up. And possibly more importantly, and I wonder what your take is on this, possibly mo more importantly than anything right now, is that you're crazy if you don't think that a potential candidate who's interviewing for your company and your competitor isn't developing some perception of who you are versus who they are by checking out your, your, your web presence. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. And um, I think that's where another marketing strategy to consider in 2022 would be to concentrate on your Google reviews and get those kicked up a notch. Um, because when people are looking for, you know, you have an electrical engineer and you're, you know, you have the pick of the litter, to be honest. Um, so you can pretty much go to any company right now. Right. And uh, so you are doing your research about the companies that you want to work for. So you're going to be visiting their websites. You're going to look at their Google reviews to see what people are saying. What, what's it like to work there? Um, people also check out glassdoor.com and they make an opinion whether or not they want to work for your company based on what they see online. So it's very important to have some type of digital press or they'll check out your social media pages and see, you know, how people are talking and having conversations um, on your company pages and make a decision about you there, whether or not they want to apply to work for your company. It's super competitive right now. Yeah, that's awesome. I, and I, I'll, I'll be honest. I, um, I am, uh, I, I love the old school a lot of the old school aspects of the building industry, the, the, you know, um, uh, the, the, the heroicism of, of, of hard work, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, uh, uh, the kind of doing whatever it takes to get the job done and, and all those types of things. I love a lot of those old school aspects. Some of the old school things are not helping them. Right? It's not helping the industry. And one of those old school things being like, you know, the internet, you know, what do I need to do you know, with the internet? And that's really, I think, risky um, as, as we've just established. Yeah. Um, so so here, here's a question. Um, 
in an environment where we're all just inundated with, uh, you know, we're, we're swamped with marketing and emails, you know, and, and messages all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the things that, that construction companies can do to stand out so they don't just blend into the noise? Yeah, I think another strategy you want to think about in 2022 is personalization. Um, and that means, you know, segmenting your emails, whether who, who are you talking to, architects, engineers, subcontractors, vendors, suppliers, making sure you personalize things, you get to know people a bit better relationship wise. And that could even be with a holiday gift giving, like stop doing the same thing that you always used to do and take more time to make things a little bit more personal, personable and memorable. Um, with email, the other thing that I want you to consider is, so the construction industry has a reputation of egocentric marketing, right? So we have a history of saying, I'm the best because I have top quality. Safety is number one. We're saying the same stuff all across the board. So um, if you look at other industries, they years ago, more so now after COVID, but years ago, they took a customer-centric approach where they're not talking about how good that that they are. They're trying to answer customers' questions. So the most common questions customers, how do you solve their problems? That's what you want to talk about. Even in your newsletters, um, any marketing that you make, it should be educational, informative, or inspiring. Um, if it's all three of those things, like chances are you're you're going to get a great response. Um, but if you can just hit one of those things, that's what your audience is looking for. So consider that, um, connect it with personalization and stay away from the egocentric marketing. So to do those three points again, Stacey, what were they? Those three things you said, educational, I forgot. Oh, sure. So you want to make sure you're marketing. Always question this when you're, whether you're writing a piece, you're, you're, you're doing a video, you're working on your website. Is my website informative? Did I learn something from the website? Was it entertaining? Did I get to watch a cool video or, or was it inspiring? Did you share a brand story that I'm like, oh, I remember this company, that kind of thing. Cool. Educational, informative, inspiring. And, and if you can mm-hmm. hit all three, that's, you know, all the better. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, uh, t- so you, let's talk a little bit about uh, more about email marketing. Um, how is it, you know, uh, is it dead? Uh, is it is it something that we should invest in? Should we shift all of our attention to 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 um, uh, social uh, or, or how much would you be investing in email marketing and, and how do I make sure I do that right? Aside from just, um, you know, I got the, the, the shift from customer centric, uh, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. from egocentric to customer centric. So email marketing is definitely not dead. Definitely not in our industry. Um, in my personal experience, when we did send out email marketing campaigns and they were pretty personalized, we had some heavy hitters respond, um, to us. So one example, when I worked with uh, Shapira and Duncan and we did our Fab Shop tour video, 
Um, and that's another thing I'd love to talk to you about is strategy yeah. behind that. Um, so we created the video and then we also sent it out through an email marketing campaign. And we've had, you know, some people respond saying, oh my God, I didn't know all the benefits of your fab shop. And these are people that we were trying to get out for meetings to come tour the fab shop. I didn't, you know, realize how organized, how your lean practices, like all that kind of stuff. So it was really great feedback to have. And, you know, that one video, we can send that to everybody and we don't have to pull people in um, to come out to visit our fab shop. Cause that was our strategy for all those years before. Like granted, it's always great to get someone in person, but if you can't do that, you know, um, video and sending that out through email is a, is a great way. And people are always on their email project managers and stuff. So we know that it works. So uh, it's just, it's just making sure if I've got you right, it's making sure that the email is designed to, um, focus on things that the customer cares about instead mm -hmm. of focusing on what, what, how great you are necessarily. Correct. And then maybe a second strategy would be, um, utilizing different, um, I guess, tools in, in email so that it's not just, um, you know, maybe the same old sort of stock newsletter style template, but that you're putting other things in there like video, uh, it, so that it sticks out. Yes. And making it more conversational, like, um, you don't, you don't want it to sound so stuffy. So if you look at other newsletters and other industries, and that's the other thing, look outside of construction, um, you know, to see what other great industries are doing to pull people and especially the tech industries that are attracting all these candidates. They're very conversational when they're talking to their audience, uh, mm -hmm. like buddy, buddy. So, um, and you can still be professional. Um, you can still come across professional, but be more conversational in your language. Um, all right. Uh, I, I do want to talk a little bit about um, uh, the power of video, because I, I know this is something that's just, you know, wholly underutilized, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, in the building industry. And I'll tell you that uh, when I do come across, you know, that uh, time elapse video of the awesome project coming up, you know, uh, I'm, I'm scrolling through LinkedIn. I'm re I'm watching that. Uh, if I see the, the, you know, just random post that says, you know, such and such was just awarded XYZ project and here's the renderings. I may or may not stop by that one, but I, I, mm -hmm. I noticed that just in my own habits, it's just cool. Video video is cool when it's done right. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, Talk about video strategies and and Seth, I might you know I think you, you, this would be good to pull you in to, at some point as well. I, you know, but Stacy, you take the lead and and, and uh, get us started. Yeah, I think when you're thinking about video strategy, um, one of the biggest mistakes that contractors make is they pay for this seven to ten thousand uh, dollar professional video that's beautiful. It's it's simplified the message. It comes across well, but it doesn't get large reach. And the region, the reason for that is you didn't have a strategy to back it up. So what I would recommend is asking your videographer to um, create some teaser clips of the video and you post them um, through email marketing and also on social media over, you know, a couple months or so, or just the first month every week. And then you invite your top clients to come in and watch your video 
um, whether that's a virtual, you know, Zoom thing where you invite them to the office and pay for a lunch or dinner and, you know, um, have them that way. And then depending on what it is, you can have another series where you invite your employee employees in to watch the video. And then you want to release the full video, make it public on YouTube to your audience in an email campaign. And what that does, it builds momentum for your video. So over a two month period, your people are, there's buzz. People are starting to talk about it and they're most likely going to start sharing it. Um, so you don't so there's the, there's the investment, sorry, there's the investment yeah. that you're making in building the video, which mm -hmm. is, which is, uh, you know, time intensive, uh, reasonably heavy costs, right. Associated with that. What you're saying is make sure you have an awesome strategy to get the most mileage out of that investment. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. Uh, Seth, video. Oh, sorry, please. What's great about video too is, you know, a lot of contractors always want to know the ROI and and all this stuff. You you can see the views. It's all measurable to see if it paid off for you. Um, and the other good point is too, you have to make sure that all the video that you're creating, you add captions and you can use revrev.com. They'll do it for you in like 24 hours. And the reason for that being is most 85% of people watch video without sounds because they're in a public place and they still want to watch your video, but they need to read about it. So make sure that all your videos have captions. Cool. Yeah, very good. Seth, anything that you would add from a video standpoint? And I, I want to make sure we get to some audience questions too. Yeah, two quick things. 100% on the strategy. Um, had a client recently that I'd worked with that um, part of what they wanted, I built a website, shot a ton of content, and they wanted video, and they wanted three videos. We developed the videos, and I've given them the content, but there wasn't any plan or a lot of thought put into how they wanted to get those out. And so I've been walking them through, did some teasers to get people excited, um, generate some buzz, but let's send them out to your, to your employees. Cause we want to send it to them and link them to maybe the social videos where they can hit share. Cause like, wow, there's me in the company video. I'm going to share that to all my friends. And then, um, the YouTube ones, obviously they live longer than a social media one typically does because YouTube's going to ramp up. Whereas Facebook and Instagram is going to ramp down. Um, so just thinking through a strategy and, and how you're going to use those videos. Love what Stacy said about getting people in being proactive, um, video is a tool. Video is not just, hey, throw it out there and see what it does. Use it outbound as an outbound marketing piece. And the other thing is I would just say video um, gives you the ability to control the narrative. You get to control what people perceive about you by creating a script. So um, I'm working with a company right now we're talking to that has seeding in the title. You'd think that they do grand, uh, grass seeding or landscaping and stuff. And though that's how they started, that's not primarily what they do now, but it's part of their brand. So they get people forming wrong perceptions all the time, like, oh, they're a landscape company. I don't need grass seeding. When in fact, they offer a whole host of other services. Video gives you the opportunity to say, hey, this is who we are and this is what we do. And, and, then, and then emphasize that by continually showing and telling them examples of what they do. So by the time they finish that video, they don't have a wrong impression about you. And you get to control what they believe and what they see about you by, by creating the video and telling the story how you want to. Oh, can you also share your capabilities type? Remember the 
the, you say clients hand you like a capability sheet, but we couldn't measure that. So how important video was. Oh, so, um, a lot of times, um, I'll work with people that, that don't have a website. They don't have a video. They don't have any sort of digital content in this age. They're still sending out. If someone asks a developer says, who, who are you doing? They send out a word document that has letterhead, a paragraph of who they are and a bullet sheet, a bullet list of, we do asphalt paving, we do site work and we do concrete work. And that's it. That's what they're sending to people. And there's, there's no way to, um, effectually it's, it's not exciting. It's not sexy. It's not engaging. But there's no way to, to measure the reach or the impact that that is having um, to potential people. You're just sending out a, a Word document or a, res, uh, uh, a um, resume, essentially. You're not tracking. If, if that information were put on a website, you can track views and clicks and location and time spent on your website, time spent on a specific page, where traffic came from. Um, you, you just have no way to measure the impact of something like that if you're still saying that. And then in, integrating video and all kinds of that. I mean, social media, you can get down to seeing how, how much of a 60-second video was viewed, if people are watching the whole thing or if, if they're just watching three seconds and scrolling on. Was yeah. that the example you wanted, Stacey? Yes, thank okay. you. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Guys, uh, this is, I, so go figure. I get two marketing people together and we run out of time fast. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it happens. It's uh, There's a certain personality type that this, uh, that the business tracks. Um, <laughs> we have time. We have time for like two. Uh, let's, let's see if we can hit two questions. Uh, Blake asked the, the big six letter question about budget. Stacy, how do you overcome the thin margins of the industry to close the marketing sale? And do you have numbers that support the buy you can share this morning? Hmm. That's a tough <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give that a quick swing just from my perspective. Yeah. I, I spend a lot of time with overall uh, strategic plans and helping companies through, you know, what they should and shouldn't be, you know, budgeting for. And I'm always pressing for larger marketing budget. And, and uh, what, what I, uh, try to help them focus on is the fact that, uh, you know, when, when you talk to candidates about why they were excited about your brand, when they came in for an interview, uh, what did you think of us before we came in, before you came in, things along those lines? Um, it, it's, it has become measurable that it absolutely gives you a strategic, strategic advantage when it comes, uh, you know, to hiring. And I, I would wager, that, um, you know, if you're making an investment in a, a rock solid, you know, branding, um, overall branding strategy, right? So we're not just talking about your web presence, but an overall branding strategy. If you're making that kind of investment, it pays off because um, uh, you, you, you know, even in a, 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 an employee's market, you as an employer uh, do get the pick of the litter uh, when you're comparing against your um, uh, competition. And, and, and I can, we can demonstrate that, um, hard numbers, Blake, I don't know, you know, I'd be, I, I, but I would tell you that, um, uh, my clients who do it consistently never don't get the hire that they want as long as they move quickly, right? The only thing that'll kill them is, is if, if they drag out the process and somebody else is more aggressive. Uh, but, but, you know, if they have developed that sort of best in class kind of brand presence, 
um, they don't struggle to get to get the hire. And I can think of specific examples, but I, I probably shouldn't share company names. I will give one add caveat to that. When you talk margins and overcoming thin margins, think of marketing not on a per project basis. You might have to invest ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars in this big deal, but but depreciate that over years because we're talking digital marketing here primarily, mm -hmm. and digital lives forever. And so you might have a huge project, and you were going to spend thirty grand up front or thirty grand this year. You don't have to spend that necessarily over. So it's not just that distribute that margin, cut that down and into like, oh, actually it only works out to 3000 off this project, 3000 off this project and 3000 off this project. Your, your CFO is probably going to argue differently because he's got to cut the check up here and it feels like it's coming out of this, but that stuff needs to be looked at because your website is going to live on and on and on. So um, that's a way to overcome the, the margin part of that question. We had a video that we created um, like almost 10 years ago that was still driving traffic to our website. So wow. um, just think about yeah, that. To that point. Yep. Okay. Um, I, I lied. I think we only had time for one question. Um, I did see there. <laughs> I did see one quick, I'll slide this one in. Um, one quick mention, which was like any old school marketing you, you still recommend. Stacy. any old school marketing you still mm -hmm. recommend? networking, in-person networking. Yeah. You, you still got to do it. Um, and to me, that's nope. that bridge between marketing and business development. That's, you know, mm -hmm. that, that, you know, you know if, if I say, Hey, actually putting yourself in a situation to have conversations with your target audience, um, uh, you know, networking, uh, getting out and spending time in the market. I love that. Any, 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 uh, other that you would toss on there? Hmm. Seth, you. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say don't do print. I know some people still do print. It's very expensive and you have to be strategic. I would say trade shows. I would say being visible at trade shows. Maybe that's not considered old school, but trade shows have been around for a while. There's very few ways to get physically. We're talking about relationships to get physically in front of people. Um, if you're a, if you're an equipment manufacturer, if you're a supplier, if you're a uh, a precast company and there's a regional one where you know there's going to be a, 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 a huge gathering of your industry people go there show your stuff make a big investment be strategic about it because some trade shows are are better than others and some just cost an insane amount but um but again that that's essentially a big networking event like stacy talked about so those things those things are all huge and and the last thing i would say is um depending on what level what size of company in this day of instant electronic marketing, I happen to notice road signs a lot more than I used to. I, I don't like election season when there's a gazillion of them, but if I'm sitting in traffic and I look over, I notice the guy, the landscape company, the drywall hangers, because it's not sitting there flashing at me. It's a very low tech, very bland sign sitting next to me in the road. And so I would say, I would say test that theory, but I noticed them. I can't tell you how many of my clients uh, I, I, you know, when, when we start to have a measure of success in growing their business, things like that, that one of their biggest um, uh, piece of feedback that they get from the market is we see your signs everywhere. Uh, and it really does. Um, I, you know, again, it's all anecdotal, but, but you know, it, it, I, I think there is something there. So, guys, I want to make sure that we wrap this thing up. Uh, somewhat close to on time. Thanks so much uh, for both of you, um, you know, preparing for this, being here. Seth, you are an awesome co-host. 
Thank you. Uh, you're you're a you're a fantastic um, you know a partner to have, and we'll uh, weave you in here uh, in the future. I, I'm 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 assuming uh, there'll be more opportunities to do that. So thank you for joining. I do want to just take a quick moment and uh, call out that next week uh, we have uh, economist Aniban Basu. He's the chief economist for the Associated Builders and Contractors and um, economist for many, many construction organizations uh, across the country, uh, a good friend and business partner of mine. So I look forward to speaking uh, with him in front of everybody uh, and getting, um, yeah, he, he talks fast, get a notebook. Uh, you might want to take an extra sip of that awesome. caffeinated coffee. Um, uh, next week will be a lot of fun. So I, I look forward to that. And um, uh, Stacy, uh, you rock. Um, do you have anything that you want to say to wrap up? No, thank you for having me as your guest. <laughs> uh, well, it's back to work next week. Damon. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much again, Seth. Thanks, Stacey. Have a great thank day. You. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Thanks, everyone. See ya. Yeah.